Welcome to a new week on the Ask Pastor John podcast with longtime pastor and author John Piper. Lots of questions come into our inbox on eternity and heaven, including this really perceptive one from a podcast listener named Lisa. Pastor John, what is the reward that we will receive above and beyond finally getting to see Christ face to face, to be with him, the lover of our soul, forever in eternity? Isn't he enough reward himself, or will there be other rewards besides him? If God is the gospel and God is the prize of eternity, how and why would all the other crowns and gifts motivate us towards heaven? Lisa's instincts here are very good. Um, It's right to say, isn't Christ enough? And the reason I say that's a good instinct is because it's the instinct of the psalmist and it's the instinct of Paul. The psalmist says, whom have I in heaven but you? And there's nothing on earth I desire besides you. Psalm seventy-three twenty-five, which is the heart that I hear coming out of Lisa's mouth. And Paul says in Philippians 3, 8, indeed, I count everything as loss compared to the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. But here's the catch. God knows best how we can know Christ most completely and enjoy Christ most fully. And all the biblical pointers lead us to believe that Christ is revealed more fully when he is revealed not only immediately to the eyes of the heart by the Holy Spirit because of his moral and spiritual excellencies, but also when he is revealed immediately through things that he has made and things that he has done in creation, physical creation, things which we experience in our own created physical bodies, not only in our created spiritual souls. That's why God created a material universe, and he created the earth, and he created us with physical bodies and capacities to experience good through the created material existence. So the Bible says we are to eat and drink and do everything in our physical bodies to the glory of God, which must mean that the pleasures of God or the pleasures that God has built in to the taste of food are not designed primarily as competitors with God's beauty, but with uh, designed as, as means of its communication. He's communicating something of himself in the good creation that he has made. And so the creation becomes one of the ways that we taste and see that the Lord is good. And then the Bible makes it plain that this is not only true now, but will also be true in the resurrection. In fact, that's why there is a resurrection of the body and not just the immortality of the soul. Jesus was at pains, wasn't he, to persuade us or persuade his doubting disciples 
that they were not seeing a ghost. They were not just looking at a spirit. He said, see my hands, my feet? It is I myself. Touch me and see, for a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. So he he has today a physical body in heaven. The physical body has been united to the second person of the Trinity with a human and divine nature in one person, stunning, amazing, unbelievable almost. And then Paul builds on that reality by stressing that we ourselves will be raised physically from the dead. And he does it by saying our resurrection is all of a piece with Jesus' bodily resurrection. 1 Corinthians 15, 20, Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. That means we're all one physical, material harvest, Christ and us. And then, isn't it amazing that in Philippians 1.23, Paul says that to die and be with Christ is far better than anything on the earth. So Christ himself, Christ himself, and fellowship with him is enough. It's enough. Yes. And yet, in chapter 3, he stresses how he longs not just to die and be with Christ, but be raised bodily from the dead. He says in 3.10, Oh, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, that by any means possible I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Now, wouldn't that imply if you put that together with 123, where he says to die and leave the body and go be with Christ is far better, wouldn't that imply that the way we experience Christ most fully after death is through relating to him in our new resurrection body and his resurrection body. Else, why would Paul care so much about being raised from the dead if it didn't help him experience Christ more fully? And I think it also implies, doesn't it, that the new world of the resurrection, the world we'll live in, must be suited for resurrection bodies, not just eternal spirits. And isn't that exactly what Paul points out in Romans 8, 19 to 23. And John points out in Revelation 21, 1 to 4, that our, our new bodies should have a new earth and a new heaven in which to live out our bodily existence. Here's the way Paul puts it. I love this. Oh, this is so amazing. The creation waits with eager longing The whole creation is waiting with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility. Oh, yes, it was. It's all around us. Not willingly, but because of him who subjected in hope. What hope? That the creation itself would be set free from its bondage to corruption. Why? To obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. Now, I take that to mean that the whole creation will be adapted 
to be a perfect dwelling for the children of God so that it functions perfectly to reveal Christ and to be the means by which we will most fully enjoy Christ. So here's here's my answer to Lisa's question. Christ indeed is our reward. Yes, 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 Lisa, you got that right. And I mean, this is and, see if, see if you think this is wrong. <laughs> Christ is indeed our reward and everything else, morally and spiritually and physically, inside us and outside us, in the universe, crown stars, cities, health, friends, family, great saints, etc., everything else with him that will maximize the communication of his glory and our happiness in it through in him through it now if if god thought that christ could be known most completely and enjoyed most fully by being the solitary object of our awareness with no created reality as means I don't think God would have created a material universe in the first place, but only immaterial souls. He didn't do it that way, and he's not going to do it that way in the future. And so Christ is our reward, and everything else is our reward that more fully reveals him and more fully enables us to enjoy him. Amen. That's a nice little theology of the material universe as well. Thank you, Pastor John. And if you have a question of your own, like Lisa did, email us at askpastorjohn at desiringgod.org. And of course, you can find our audio feeds and our archive of over 1,000 plus episodes now through our online home. Go to desiringgod.org forward slash John. Well, on Wednesday, we hear from a young man who feels called to the nations on mission, but there's only one problem. His parents believe that for him to leave for the nations would be to turn his back on all the God-given blessings of America. Now stuck between following a calling and honoring his parents, what should he do? John Piper will apply decades of pastoral wisdom and experience to that situation on Wednesday. I'm your host, Tony Ranke. We'll see you then.